Hey y'all, welcome back to the Sing Anyway podcast. My name is Anna. I'm a voice teacher and recovering burnt out artist, and this is episode four. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, welcome back. I want to start this episode talking about the definition of burnout. So I'm going to read a little excerpt from the book Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Emilia Nagoski. So they credit Herbert Freudenberger um, as defining burnout with three different components. So the first is emotional exhaustion, which is the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. (laughs) And that really makes me laugh because God, that just feels, it feels right. The second um, component is depersonalization. And that's the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. I definitely feel like this is kind of the state that I'm in right now. Um, I am really having a depletion (laughs) of, of those few things. And then the third component is decreased sense of accomplishment, an unconquerable sense of futility, feeling that nothing you do makes any difference. Yeah, that feels about right. So they go on to say that exhaustion happens when we get stuck in an emotion. It can happen if we're constantly being exposed to situations that activate us, X, Y, Z. So I found that to be really helpful in kind of learning a little bit more about burnout. And I think I'm going to reference this book as we kind of go throughout this journey because I think it's a really well-written book and talks about kind of how to get through this stress cycle because that's really what it is. All right, so having that said now, this is when my burnout began was when I left my DMA in October of 2021. I pretty much right away decided to ditch opera, at least as I was figuring myself out, because it really was something that was triggering for me to sing. So I would do a lot of musical theater just at home. um, And... For the first time, this sense of like really bad anxiety would start happening when I would start singing. And part of it was because I was like worried, constantly worried I was going to re-injure my voice, which was odd to me because I hadn't felt that way like immediately after recovering from my injury. This was like a delayed reaction like months and months later. And it's still something that I'm struggling with. It's sort of this like psychosomatic pain almost that happens. If I'm like singing something or belting something high, I can feel my throat kind of feeling tense or my neck feeling tense. And sometimes it actually really does. And other times I do think it's like in my head. Um, And I hate saying that because it sounds very gaslighty to myself, but like that's what psychosomatic pain is. Um, So that was giving me trouble for a really long time. And it it was sort of something that prevented me from singing because I was like, well, I don't want to re-injure myself and I'm so anxious and so I can't sing. And I brought this topic up to my therapist and I was like, I am so anxious about re-injuring myself when I sing and I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, the thing you need to be concerned about is like if, if you're constantly feeling like real like pain in your throat as, as a habit – 
then that's, you know, a sign that you need to go get scoped again and get that checked out, right? But if it's happened kind of sporadically, we know that there's something else at play there. And so I was like, okay, great. So I'm feeling anxious and what am, what am I supposed to do? And she said, you're supposed to sing anyway. And so that's the origin story of, of the name of my business. And um, I just think it's really beautiful because I feel like taking it out of this context of the situation, so many of us have been through so much shit. <laughs> When it comes to music and when it comes to singing, this thing that started out as our thing, our talent, our sacred safety space, I guess, for ourselves, um, it gets chipped away at over time, depending on what your experience is. And I think having the guiding light is like, you know, you may have been through this, you may be going through this, but like, you can keep singing and you have that right and you deserve to keep singing. So that's kind of why I landed on this name because I just think that it's really poignant in so many ways. So yeah, so I'm, I'm going through the winter months really not being able to sing very much and I'm, you know, basically having an identity crisis, <laughs> which I fully, you know, expected. I was having one when I was in school anyway, but it's this weird sense of like, I don't even know how to describe it. Ah, oh, yeah. It almost feels like exiting an abusive relationship. You're like, well, I have nothing now. I am nothing now without this person abusing me and inspiring me to be better. I'm going to say inspiring in uh, air quotes. But, you know, I had been singing since I was, I don't know, seven and no of course I wasn't in in like graduate school since I was seven and I wasn't being abused by academic institutions since I was seven but I'd really been honing that craft and working on that craft for that long and to finally have chosen to step away from it whoo it's, it's really scary. So honestly, like, I just was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I had, you know, a couple of voice students at that time that I was still teaching and they were lovely and keeping me afloat. But like, I know that I feel like this sentence is, you know, overused so much, but like, when you put all of your worth in a talent that you have and that talent suddenly becomes different in your life, you truly feel like worthless, like you have absolutely nothing to give the world. So I would just sit here and like play video games all day and honestly, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to judge myself for that because it's really something that I just needed. I just needed to stop. Um, but I think, you know, this is where the emotional exhaustion comes in because I'm like, I cared about this thing for so long and I cared about it very deeply. And I thought that 
the, that performing in operas was was like my purpose. This is the thing that I was going to do. And when that started to become not the case for me, I don't know, it just rocked my entire world. Absolutely just rocked my entire world. So as I'm going through this time, you know, I'm like, well, I should try to keep singing a little bit, I guess. So I would go on TikTok and like do at different videos and that brought me a little bit of joy in the moment. Um, and then in February, I decided to audition for a production of Into the Woods at a regional theater in my area. And the cool thing that I learned from this was like making the self tape for this. I had so much fucking fun. Like I actually had so much fun. Um, you know, of course it's a self tape, so it's also very stressful, but I had a good time like playing around in front of the camera and just being silly. And you know, the concept of play is something that all voice teachers talk so much about that I think um, we ourselves can be better in implementing, but just returning to that playful little child because your your inner artist is it is that little child right you start these creative things and you start doing these um imaginative projects and activities when you're young and you don't give a shit about what anyone thinks and you don't give a shit about making money because you're a child <laughs> so really reconnecting to that little kid who like you know was singing gretchen wilson in her bedroom floor uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I was feeling really confident about the tape I sent in. I was really proud of myself. I was like, cool, I'm like doing the thing. I'm getting back out there. And I got a call back for a, a, an in-person audition and I was fucking scared out of my mind. I have really bad nerves. Um, but this was my first like professional musical theater audition. This was for a paid opportunity. So I was like, hell yeah, okay, cool. And so leading up to this audition, I kept saying like, this is just for fun, this is just for fun, this is just for fun. And I really did that, and I think a lot of us do that, because we don't want to make it seem like we care about the opportunity. You know, it's that sense of like, oh, well, you know, I'm probably not gonna get it. And that really pads you from, or we think that it pads us from the, from the inevitable sadness that comes when we find out we didn't get it and you know let me just tell you from personal experience me trying to like downplay this opportunity did not make the rejection land any softer in fact it made it land harder because i really did fucking care so i think there's there's we need to practice on, yes, being realistic about the industry and the rejection, but also understanding that it's okay for us to care. And it's okay for us to be excited about an opportunity and we'll work our asses off for that opportunity. And when it doesn't work out, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks. There's just no way around it. And I'm a highly sensitive person. So for me, those rejections hit, they hit. <laughs> So yeah, I, I took that really hard and I took it so hard that I really took a break from like posting on my voice page. I took a break from social media. I took a break from singing entirely for a couple of months. I honestly was just like, fuck this. I'm so fucking tired of not feeling good enough for anybody. I don't even like my voice. I don't like singing. I don't find enjoyment out of it. There's just so much grief and anger 
And if I'm being honest with you all, like, I'm still so fucking angry and so fucking sad. Especially about the last couple years at my graduate program. I just... I am, you know, angry about the way that I was treated there. I'm angry about the aftermath of feeling lost. (laughs) I'm angry at being pushed into opera when that wasn't the thing that I originally wanted to do. I'm angry that I'm still not like back to (laughs) air quotes normal when it comes to this stuff. And I'm angry because I feel like my voice was taken away from me. And I let people take it away because that's what I thought I should do and what I thought I was worth. So there's there's a lot of pain and anger in this healing process. And the anger for me is the hardest emotion to feel. It feels icky. But it's really, really necessary to move through this because it's it's data for you to understand what you don't want and where you would like to go, right? The sense of perfectionism that was instilled in me as I went throughout opera, it's really harmful because it's at the point where if I sing something and it doesn't sound completely perfect, whatever that means, I genuinely sometimes feel like I don't deserve to sing because it's not perfect. And that shit pisses me off because if I had a student come tell me that, I'd be like, oh my god, of course you deserve to sing. Singing isn't about being perfect. It's about expressing a story. It's about becoming closer to yourself. And I sometimes feel like a hypocrite because I say that and then I I can't internalize that. And I think something to think about is like, for those of us who love to like intellectualize our emotions, you're not going to intellectualize yourself out of trauma. As we all know, trauma lives inside of your physical body. And so you have to like physically feel those feelings for them to process and for you to be able to move on. And sometimes that takes people fucking years And let me be the example that it's literally taking me so long, it feels like, to process everything and to get it out and to get back to a place where singing feels good and a place where singing feels like it's for me. So, like, now I'm at the point where I'm trying to, like, rediscover the purpose of why I sing at all because for so long it was like, this is what I do to get attention. This is what I do to get compliments. This is what I do to feel safe. This is what I do to survive. It was, it was, I don't know that it was, it was ever for me. I'm really toggling between, did I get into singing because I actually liked it or because it was something that I was good at and something I was acknowledged at being good at? So I'm, I'm really toggling with that these days and I feel like I'm leaning more toward I got into it because I liked it. But I'm not sure. So I'm going to keep working through that with with you guys um, on air. Um, <laughs> so thanks for thanks for sticking with me. Um, yeah, so a couple things that I, I just wanted to highlight some things that I've tried um, as I'm 
navigating through this burnout and we can kind of talk about things that have worked maybe and things that haven't worked. So the first thing immediately that I tried was like, okay, I'm going to sing outside of my genre. So what that means is I'm singing musical theater and pop. So far I've found that pop music is where it's at for me right now. There's not so many rules and baggage attached to it, which is really nice for me in this moment. Um, a song that I've been singing a lot is the song Bloody Motherfucking Asshole by Martha Wainwright. And if you have not heard that song, you need to run. You need to listen to it because it's amazing. Um, another thing that I explored uh, the last couple months is taking Meisner music classes. And if you don't know what Meisner music is, you need to go follow them on social media. But they are a company that works through the Meisner acting technique, but for singers. And it's really helpful to really work through all the stuff I'm talking about, getting out of your head, letting go of perfectionism, being in the moment, being spontaneous, all of the things that sort of get beaten out of us throughout our academic um, journeys. And then I also tried taking voice lessons again. <laughs> I found a teacher that I really jived with their method and they are wonderful. I just, there's still something about voice lessons that's really hard for me to get back into. And so I'm taking a step back from that, but with the few lessons I took with this teacher, I learned so much, which is amazing. And then I tried putting myself back out there with a classical recital. <laughs> and I'm sure you're all on the other side of this on your phones laughing because you're like, why would you do that? Um, I thought, you know, maybe this will be a good way to get back out there, um, get back into like practicing classical music and all that stuff. Spoiler alert, it felt horrible. I once again could not force myself to learn this music and it just felt really inauthentic and disingenuous so I rescinded if that's the right term rescinded from the opportunity and I think that's good data for me to know like you should probably for now leave classical very much on the side so that is what I'm doing and then the last one that I'm currently playing with is allowing myself to sing easy songs and I'll put easy in quotations because what does that mean? Um, basically what it means for me is I've had this impression that I need to sing like the hardest possible song. Like the hardest possible aria with the high E, the hardest possible aria with all of the melismas, or like the beltiest musical theater song with the highest belted note. And now I'm like, you know, singing gets to be easy. We can sing pop songs that are perfectly in our range. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of my singing in the car now, um, which is which is nice. So I'm still not really actively singing very much. It's mostly in the car, but I'm letting myself just take these baby steps and enjoy singing Taylor Swift in the car. So yeah, those are some things that have worked and that haven't worked. I think looking at all of these things as pieces of data rather than judgments on myself or my character or my recovery journey is more helpful. So yeah, thanks for sticking in. Next episode, we're going to be talking about The Artist's Way. So I started working through a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is a book that's really specifically for people who are burned out creatively. Thank you all for listening. It means so much to me. If you like this podcast, please rate and review, and I'll see you next week.